Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Yutes, Pasuk Aleph, Ko Amar Hashem, Holoch, Bekonisa, Bakbuk, Yotzer Cheres. Once again, just like the previous Perik Yutes, we are going to have one of those parables. Again, where the Navi is commanded to do a very public act, and out of this public act, which may seem obscure at first, comes a mushal as to the relationship between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael that is a teaching point to do tshuva, that it's not too late. Yesterday we saw that the mushal was go to the store of the pottera, the one who molds uh, utensils from clay. And we saw that Yemiah who goes and that the potter decides he doesn't want that one, he breaks it and he starts it again. And so the mushal develops that we are all clay in the hands of the master potter, the Kaddish Baruch He can shape us and form us and reshape us any way he wants. If we break, it doesn't matter, he can shape us again. And so this is all dependent on us, how we do tshuva or not, that we are um, at the molding of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but the decision as to how he's going to mold is up to us. Now, Yumiyo is being told, which on its surface seems similar, Hashem, Go and buy an earthenware vessel. Go to the store where they sell earthenware uh, utensils. Go there in the presence of the Zikanim of the nation and the Zikane of the Kohanim. Now, there is a vast difference between the two, between the pottery of clay and the klicheres. And the Malmin points it out, a, a potter can always correct the clay. He breaks it, reshapes it. In a klicheres, an earthenware vessel, there's no such thing as fixing it. Once it breaks, that's it. The only takana, the only correction is it can, it's broken. As the Malbin says, Ainlo takana, ella b'shivireha. There is no takana to a klicheres until, unless it's broken and then it has to be discarded. So here, the mushal brings home very carefully that at this point, you are beyond takana. Once it's a klicheres, there is no alternative. There is no way out. <clears throat> Continues the Navi. Now, take this bottle, this klicheres, the Yotzta el Geben Hinom, go to the valley of Gehenom, which we know is outside of the walls of Yerushalayim, Asher Pesach Shah HaCharesis, which is at the gate of earthenware vessels. That could mean that's where they made earthenware vessels. That could be that's where they dumped earthenware vessels. And proclaim that which I am to tell you. The important thing to remember in Gehinom, a terrible form of Avodah Zarah took place. The worst, 
the most abominable, and that is sacrificing one's child to the Moloch. They would run the child through the fire or place the child on the statue of the Moloch, and he would literally burn to death. The Ramban says this is real. It really happened. Rashi in the Yagma Fortune says, no, they never went to that extent. They did run them through a gauntlet of fire, but they never killed their own children. Ramban says, yes. And this interpretation of Yemiyo seems to say yes. Um, and now proclaim. Listen, kings of Judea and the citizens of Yerushalayim. I am going to bring such evil on this place of Gehinom. That anyone who hears the destruction I will wreak on Gehinom, Gehinom, a uh, alternative name for it, as we're going to see, is Tophet. Anyone who sees it literally, Titzalenu was no. His ears are going to ring with horror and shock. Why? Yan Asher Azabuni, because you have left me, and you disengage this whole place from me. You sacrifice to other gods. You did not even know who they were. And your fathers did it. Kings of Judah. And you have filled this place <coughs> with the blood of innocence. And so it certainly looks like they're talking about the sacrifices to the Molech. Uvanu Bamos Habal says it plain and simple. And you built altars to the Baal, Lisrofes Benehem, to serve, to burn your children, but Eish Olos Labal, in fires that went up to the Baal. Asher Lotzivisi, below Dibarti, below Osa Alibi. Who says three things, <clears throat> and they're not coincidental. You did things which I never commanded. <clears throat> Excuse me. You might say, well, yes, didn't we command uh, Avraham to sacrifice his son Yitzhak on the altar? No, I never commanded that. That was never my intent. I never told him to kill him. Below Dibarti, I didn't speak to them. I never commanded or told them to do this. Like, for example, Yiftach Hagiladi, who makes this vow that the first person that comes out to congratulate him, he will sacrifice to the uh, gods. And it turns out it's his daughter. Never was that a command. And finally, below also Alibi. Sometimes we say things that are Ritzon Hashem. We can intuit that the Kaddish Baruch Hu would want this. Never did in the furthest, innermost chambers of my heart, I want this done. Never. L'chein, hinei yomim bayim, the Mashem days are coming. V'lo yikro l'makom hazeog ha-tofes, those were the two names, which what happened is they would bury their victims there. Rather, the name will be Kim Geha Raga, literally the Valley of Death. And I will root and ignore the counsels 
of Judah and Yerushalayim, their strategies in this place. I will cause them to fall before their enemies uh, by the sword. By one who desires their death. And then <clears throat> I will turn over their carcasses for food for the vultures, they will lie on the ground, the earth unburied, food for the carrion, flesh for the animals, in a terrible, disgraceful death. Do we know where this city allegedly, you know, this city was? Yeah. You know, like, where, like, where is it? It's right outside the walls. And they say from there they get the name Gehinom, the Valley of Hinom is Gehinom. It was like hell. That's where they drafted Gehinom. So yeah, we know right where Gehinom is. I will make this ear desolation. We had this expression, whistling. People will come by. They will whistle in astonishment, in disbelief at the degree of their uh, punishment. Vachaltim es pesar b'neihem, terrible prophecy now. They will eat the flesh of their sons, ves pesar b'noseihem, and the flesh of their daughters, ish es pesar yerehu, and each man the flesh of his neighbor. Um, uh, in the um, attack that the, the enemies surround them, those who seek their life. And very frighteningly, the parallel for this is in the Tochacha in Zavarim, where it says exactly that. I will have the flesh of your sons eaten, you will eat the flesh of your children, they will eat the flesh of their other, a fulfillment of that terrible tochacha. The shavarti ha-bukbak, now shavarta, now you've got this bottle, break it. Le'inehu anashim, we know that you break a klicheres, there is no cure. And those in the presence of those who have accompanied you, the Ziknei Ha'am and the Ziknei Kohanim, to Gehinom. Thus I will break this city, as our ear, this, I'm sorry, has on this nation, this city has those, as I break the clea of this craftsman. There is no takana. And they will bury them in Tophes. Tophes will become a huge graveyard to the extent that there's no more room to bury anybody. Your cities will be like Tophes. Tame with death. To all your houses were on the roofs, you sacrifice. To every foreign god, you sent incense to foreign gods. Apparently, the roofs were a very safe place because we saw in um, Yoshio's day, they inspected the houses 
they could hide their stuff on the roofs, and that was the most convenient place to do the Avodah Now, a very interesting development. Vayovo Yirmiyahu Mehatopes Asher Shlacho Hashem Shom. Yirmiyahu goes from Topes where the Kaddish Baruch Hu had sent him, Hinove, to prophesy. Vayamod Bachatzer Beis Hashem Vayomer El Kol Ha'om. He now comes to the courtyards, probably of the temple, to repeat his prophecy. Problem is, no one told him, repeat the prophecy. It's to be said in Gehinom or Tophes. Let me read to you the Malbin. Ritzono Lomar Hashem Shlacho, Rak his prophecy instructions were limited to Tophes. That's where he was sent. That which he comes now to do He did that on his own volition. And now what's going to occur from it? We are going to go tomorrow a fascinating back to a narrative, a drama, that from this incident, there is a Kohen called Pashud Ben Amas, who hates Yermiyahu. He is violently, implacably uh, opposed to Yermiyahu. And now, because of this violation, because of insistence on repeating the prophecy, he is now going to take revenge, a terrible kind of revenge, I'm sorry, I'm going ahead of myself. Um, they have stiffened their neck from hearing my uh, words. And so he repeats the prophecy. And so we're going to see tomorrow this was a deadly mistake leading to a deadly implacable foe attempting to take deadly revenge. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, be there on time. Ad Khan.